2: what is up everybody welcome to another edition of grinders live nba edition yes nba is still going on and it's very confusing lots of stuff going on got a full five game slate today that we have no idea what's going to happen after the first two games and by that i mean we have no idea what the teams are going to do lots of stuff to go through today everything's going to be up in the air Make sure that if you're playing today, be ready to late swap at any given point because we don't know what's going to happen with a lot of these players towards the end of the day here. So in any case, going to be fun, going to be interesting. Everything could change in the next 30 minutes, depending on if we get any news on anything. But we're going to try and go through the best I can. I am joined here. I'm a good buddy here. Squirrel Patrol. How you doing there?
1: Good, yeah, it's crazy slate. um I mean, this is my first day back from kind of a weird vacation, and this is a slate I get <laughs> it's
2: corona every every vacation's
1: a weird ba- vacation right, that's true <laughs> um but yeah, I mean we've got we've got veteran players dropping like flies out here, so um yeah, it's gonna be an interesting day and i I think what you said is key, it's gonna be a late swap day, so uh pay attention to the starting lineups.
2: Yeah. Not to be Dean, but yeah, we've already got like half of the OKC team just ruled out half of Dallas or 80% of Dallas ruled out. we got Milwaukee, not playing for anything. The Lakers potentially with a lot of guys out Miami, who knows what they're going to do. Everything is just entirely up in the air and we could get random news that wasn't even on our radar that comes out and then is immediately reversed. Like it was, I believe yesterday with OKC and everything's just weird. Everything's weird right now. It's, NBA at the weirdest time, at the weirdest place, all in Orlando. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. What are your just overview thoughts on the slate. Like, I, my thought is, like, you're probably playing the chalk. Like, the chalk is there for a reason. You can always swap around later on the day, depending on how the chalk hit or didn't hit. But, like, a lot of the chalk is happening in these first two games. So, it's going to be a probable – like late swap day where you're just editing all your lineups at the end of the day here, but what's your just initial overview?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think in a sentence, we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, you know, cause I think, you know, we obviously have a lot of news in the first couple of games of the day, but then those later games, you know, there are some, some games and some teams where they, they don't really have a lot to play for. So we're kind of presuming like Giannis is going to be in, we're kind of presuming LeBron, Anthony Davis are going to be in. We don't really know, you know, and this could be, can have the rug kind of pulled out from under us at any point, um, so yeah, it's it could be crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. So let's just let's just dive right in here. Start off with OKC versus Phoenix. Phoenix is, I think, a seven and a half point favorite. Two twenty total here. So some Phoenix guys are going to be chalk. Like Phoenix is one game out of the playoffs or out of the playing game right now. I believe like they still got a decent shot at. It. They've been playing some good basketball and. They're guys a little bit probably underpriced for how they've been playing. And if you're paying up for some people, then like you don't know what's going to happen in the player game. So these guys are going to be very popular options here. Just looking at the just basic breakdown that we have over here on Lineup HQ. guys, if you haven't signed up Lineup HQ, you stuff we have. It's neato. It's great great right, it's there um but we got booker and aiden likely to be two of the chalkiest guys on the slate like it's a decent matchup considering half of okc is just not playing today and i i entirely understand why and i'm probably gonna end up eating it so we got aiden here sitting at 8k and we got booker here sitting at 8.7k projected to be 40 percent plus owned on i believe both sides are you are these your main go to guys? Are you just eating the chalk, knowing that everyone else is going to eat the chalk too, or are you kind of staying away from these guys, kind of taking some risks on the later? game? I think you have to eat the chalk a
1: little bit. I think particularly DeAndre Ayton. It's it's not clear who's going to defend him on um, on on Oklahoma City because you've got Stephen Adams and Erland Noel are, are both out. Like so, yeah, who's defending Ayton? Like Mike Muscala? We don't we don't even know. Um, and then I think. Yeah. I mean, I think Devin Booker is always a a possibility to have a a tremendous game. And yeah, with Phoenix still having something to play for, I think that's, that's meaningful. I would also, I'd go further down the bench uh, and looking at guys just because I do think they're going to be playing everyone kind of normal minutes. It's like Cameron Johnson's a guy that I would be considering um, even going down so far, like Cameron Payne and, uh, and Javon Carter. Um, They've each had, you know, some pretty good
2: games during this bubble, bubble season. Yeah, what about any of these other ancillary? Uh, Ancillary pieces? Rubio, Bridges, Kaminsky probably not going to get a ton of run. Uh, Yeah, it's a difficult call.
1: Um, Probably not. I'm not as interested in in Rubio and Macau Bridges just because they haven't been doing as well lately, so I don't really know what's going on there. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I just feel like Rubio is not a guy that's going to put up a huge, huge game. I mean, It happens every once in a while, um, but he usually is needing some steals and stuff to get there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the main guys on Phoenix, are the guys I talked about, you know, just Eaton Booker, Cameron Johnson. And then if I'm looking for a real punt play, maybe like
2: um, some of the smaller guards, uh, Javon Carter and Cameron Bain. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. Like, Phoenix is pretty cut and dry. You're going to two main guys here, and you're probably playing some OKC guys over on the other side. So let's go ahead and get over to them. We got everyone out. Like, we got Steven Adams is out. Gallinari is out. i sure obviously still inactive. Noel out. SGA out. So two guys that are immediately popping off the page just because of their price. Baisley, only 3.3K. He's been taking a ton of shots the last two games. 27 total over the last two games, 37 points and 23 points. Not what you generally expect out of a 3.3K priced guy. Add on top of that that all the usage on the team outside of Chris Paul is just gone. He's going to play a boatload of minutes. He's going to get some usage. He's going to shoot. He's going to be heavily owned, and he's going to be probably worth it. Are you using Bazley? Are you going Muscala sitting there at 3.2K like – the the bills are basically just making themselves starting off with these first two games, and these are the first two guys that just immediately jump off the page, right? So I like Basley a
1: lot. He's a, one of their younger players. I believe he's their first round draft pick. I think he had gone to Australia or something, uh, skipped skipped college route. But uh, yeah, he's I think he's a guy that they're really high on. I think they're he's a player they want to develop, and I think that that's the kind of situation they're in, right? I mean they they're sitting their veteran players to try to develop, develop some of the young guys, get those guys on the court. I think he's probably the main guy they're trying to develop. I'd definitely prioritize him over a guy like Terrence Ferguson, who's never really, you know, a high point per minute player. He, you know, he's more of a veteran. They kind of know what they have in him. His name is Terrence Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and then, uh, you know, Chris Paul, I think it's a big question – how many minutes is he going to play? I mean, it's kind of a bad signal when they're resting all the other veterans on the team, and, and hes we haven't heard anything on him. So we, we presume – Yeah, and he's the, the oldest veteran on the team, and he's still playing? Right. So, I mean, we we presume that if he was going to sit, we would have heard that already, right? Because I already said, yeah, we've got a bunch of guys sitting. These are the guys. Then we saw that situation with Milwaukee where they they sat for Lopez at the start of the game, and then none of the other – veterans played in the second half um so a little bit of volatility possible with chris paul tonight or today
2: yeah yeah what do you think about like those are the chalk guys like chris paul i don't know if i'm taking the chance like i'd rather just take booker knowing that he's blocked in for minutes knowing that he's gonna check like absolutely chris paul can outscore him but the price difference negligible the ownership difference negligible so i don't think it's really worth it for me to play chris paul like unless i'm like, even bringing it back, like, you want to generally have a correlation play where it's like both of these teams are going to, like, one's not going to sit if the other is doing well and the game's close. Like, the stacking scenario on this is really a full-on correlation between the Stars over on Phoenix and Chris Paul over on OKC, because there's a decent chance that they just don't even play Chris Paul in the second half. So I'd much rather take a chance on Booker or Ayton, knowing that Chris Paul might just be like, I'm done second half, or they might just pay eight, five minutes, not come out of the fourth quarter. Any number of things can happen. What about these other guys? Just a bunch of ugly names here, like for OKC, just Ferguson, Nader, Delayo. Like everyone is just not guys that you know.
1: Right. Yeah. And um, they're all kind of like similarly sized, too, and seem to have a similar skill set. Probably the two guys I like the best of the remaining are uh, Diallo. How many did Diallo? And then uh, Dort like, he he kind of had a big game a few games ago, against dort Um, and I, I I honestly, I I don't know a ton about his, his history, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's been playing there with the starters, so, um, yeah, he's probably one of the the two guys, you know, Diallo and Dort from the remaining
2: guys that I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they don't make, like, horrible, everyone assumes that in NBA, like, what we think is going to happen happens, but, it doesn't always happen like that. Basley and Muscala, both of them should end up getting a bunch of minutes. Muscala could end up getting into some foul trouble, any number of things have happened happen with him. I'm more apt to take a shot on Basley, knowing what he's been doing the last two games, knowing that he's going to shoot. He should have somewhere around 18 shot attempts in this game would be my guess. So throwing him in there, I think, is much more of a lot than going with Muscala, who – like he, he can easily get into some trouble. He can easily get into foul trouble and he can easily be gone. And they might not even care about who they're throwing on Aiden and they can just do whatever they want. But yeah, like taking a guy or a shot on a guy like Dort who is not projected to come in a lot of ownership is going to have a lot of minutes can end up putting up 15, 20 shot attempts. It's possible. It's well within the realm of possibility. I think I prefer Dort to Mascala in tournaments just because it's, it, it just changes the way that your entire lineup is built. So I'm right there with you. Ready to move on to the next game where we have just as many questions? Just one more comment. I mean, just talking about –
1: just talking these players over, I, I just – I can't imagine who's going to defend Aiden in the center. I mean, the only big guy they have is Moscala. and I don't think of him as a particularly good defender. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, he's the only big guy, but also you have to think on top of that, they don't care so they might just throw anyone on him and let Aiden have his way so if you're right. not playing Mescala, you're not expecting him to have a ton of minutes then you pretty much need Aiden in on the other side like it's that simple unless Aiden's going to get in some random foul trouble if Mescala is getting in foul trouble or if he's not getting a ton of work then you need Aiden on the other side because you're assuming that they they can't don't have anyone to guard him that well but let's move on over to Dallas here it's a one or 221 total here Utah obviously favorite. We got news that Mitchell is not going to play here, so that's a little bit of news. Uh, for Dallas, we got news that no one is playing here. Uh, we have Brunson, Lee, Powell, Luca, DFS, Porzingis, all out. Curry may or may not play. Have we gotten official news on him yet? I
1: don't. I don't think anything official. I'm, I'm kind of presuming he's going to play. Uh, I think he's listed as probable.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm assuming too, but it's the bubble. Who knows what's going to go on? They have a few guards that they can end up throwing in there. But let's start with the Utah side before we get into the nightmare that is the Dallas starting lineup, just like the OKC starting lineup and players. Uh, over on Dallas, without Mitchell in there, there's obviously going to be an increase in usage. Clarkson should eat up a bunch of usage without him in there. Like, Which guys are you looking at over on? The Utah side, if any, like, I know that they're really not playing for a ton. Like, it's all seeding. Like, I don't want to get into narratives about what seeding matters, what seeding doesn't, what who wants to win, and who really just doesn't care at all. But let's start off with the Utah here. Are you planning on using many of these guys? I mean, Gobert is another decent option, but he's sitting there slightly cheaper than Aiden. I think I'd much rather have Aiden. Like, who knows if Gobert's gotten into playing the entire game. Again, not a ton to play for here. Who are you targeting on the Utah end?
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at the smaller guards that are probably going to benefit from the, uh, from Donovan Mitchell sitting. So Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson are the two guys that come immediately to mind. I, I kind of like Clarkson on both sides. I think he's attractively priced, uh, and Mike Conley seems to be popping more for me a little bit more on uh, DraftKings. So I kind of like Conley on DraftKings and Clarkson on Vandal.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page here with you that with that with you. uh But like, what about anyone? I, I'm page outside of Clarkson. Like, outside of Clarkson, um, that's, that's it. He could be in for some extra minutes because all these other guys. Yeah, outside of Clarkson, I got nothing.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Conley. Clarkson and those are really the two guys that I'm most interested in because I don't think Utah has a ton to play for uh so and I think Clarkson's probably the safest I think Conley maybe they're going to rest him a little bit uh just because he's kind of had an, an up and down year uh so I'm, I'm probably going with Jordan Clarkson primarily from Utah and I think I'm just concerned that anyone else is really at susceptible to being sat down um or there's just much better options on the slate on other teams
2: yeah, well, that's Utah. Now we get to the fun part. Boban, greatest player of all time, correct? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to deny. Yeah, you can't
1: I, deny it. I do think in another era, he, we might seriously be talking about him as one of the greatest NBA players of all time.
2: But I mean, let's be honest. If he was playing when Wilt was playing with how good he is, if he could just make it up and down the court, like he'd have 30 rebounds a game and 40 points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we got Bobon here as a potential great play. We got right here as a potential great play. Burke is going to be chalky. Always a chance that he ends up just not doing too much. We got Seth Curry if he ends up playing. Could be chucking quite a bit underpriced. Hardaway clearly underpriced and probably going to be chucking a whole lot. We got Justin Jackson sitting there, low ownership. Who knows how, many, how much he's going to get in the game. J.J. Berea, old guy. Don't know how much he's going to play, but when he's in the game, I think this current – Uh, points per minute with these guys off the floor is like 1.23. So he gets 20, 25 minutes, could be a potential great value play, great pivot off of Burke. Like sort through these things, like who's your top play and who's your fade? So I think you got to decide
1: between Seth Carey and Trey Burke. And you got to see what the starting lineup is. It's even hard to imagine, um, you know, with both Luca and Porzingis out, what the starting lineup is going to be, and they, um, but I think they're probably going to be going with one of, of Curry and Burke. So I might prioritize whichever one is starting. Uh, if if they're both starting, probably go with Trey Burke just because I I feel like he's a little bit more of a gunner. Um, you know, probably see he's lower priced. I believe at least on DraftKings. Um, yeah, he's lower. Uh, Burke's lower priced on DraftKings. Uh, Curry's 100 cheaper on FanDuel. I still kind of prefer Trey Burke, so I'd say he's probably my number one priority. But we really got to see the starting lineup. Um, if I, mean, I kind of like Maxi Kleber a lot, if if Boban's not starting, um, or if if, if Boban and
2: Kleber are starting together, yeah. So we run plate IQ here, not plate IQ, court IQ. Gosh, baseball and basketball at the same time, fun times. Uh, and the biggest boosts are Kleber, Berea. Hardaway and then other guys that are on the court, like obviously changes that we've had a few scenarios where both Luca and Porzingis have been out at the same time, but this is just a whole different one. Uh, but Kleber, Brea Hardaway, the three biggest beneficiaries by a decent amount. And then we also have to think about the minutes and also Burke being on like everything's, kind of different but we see that all these guys are going to get an extra boost in usage all these guys are way way too cheap here like honestly i'm starting to lean uh a whole bunch of different ways at pretty much the same time here but i i have trouble seeing like if i'm not using burke you have to use brea like let, let, let's talk about if you fade who do you play like if you're not using burke you go in steph curry or or seth curry or brea pretty much automatically
1: yeah, I might, maybe even – I don't know how much I like Barea just because I – it's hard to see him, like, going out and playing, like, 36 minutes or something um, just because uh, the veteran status kind of bothers me. Um, probably – yeah, I think DeLon Wright is in is in play. So, like, let's say I'm fading Burke, then, yeah, probably Seth
2: Curry or, or DeLon Wright. Would you use both of them? Uh, if you're fading Burke, would you use both Wright and Curry in the same lineup? So I think I, I think it's possible – you know, I think
1: anything's in play. It's going to be a wild day. So, yeah, I, I would do that, uh, but I would maybe limit it to my total number of Mavericks. Uh, just because I've seen, you've seen these situations, right, where a team's decimated by injury. They're playing as kind of a superior opponent, and everyone's like, oh, wow, the, you know, the value is so wild. Like, you got to have, you know, three guys, four guys from this team. And, yeah, I think a lot of your, your builds are going to be showing, like, three, four Mavs. Like, they could go out and score like 65 points. I mean, I mean, you know, all of their top scorers are, are sitting like a huge chunk of their usage. Like, what if they just got wiped off the court? I mean, Utah is a good defensive team. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'd, I think you can play kind of any combination of Mavs, but I'd maybe just try to limit it, at
2: least in, in a good portion of my lineups. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yes. Well, Utah isn't as great defensively as they used to be, but. It's still, like, a spot where I'm just kind of trying to wonder, like, in the case of a blowout, who is still going to be on the court regardless? And I could see Hardaway not really being on the court. Like, Boban, I don't know if they'll end up – there's always a chance that Boban ends up going for huge minutes. Like, we never know. It's almost impossible to predict. But it's all over the place here. Anything can happen, but – I mean, just mix up, like be cognizant of who you're playing and who you're pairing with who you're playing. Like, again, Trey Burke, if you're eating that chalk, then probably don't want to pair him with J.J. Barea or even maybe DeLon Wright because they're going to have negative correlations here. Go check out Slay.q, but like this is not a scenario we've run into before. But just be cognizant of who else from Dallas you have in your team, just like over on OKC. Be cognizant of who else you have on your team when you're playing this um, is there anything like any correlations between Dallas and Utah? Like if you're playing these Dallas players, you want to be playing these guys over on the other side.
1: It's tough to say because like Donovan Mitchell's out. I mean, I'd probably maybe try to pair the guards, right? Uh, Cause I think it'd be a little bit more of a guard oriented game. So yeah, maybe I am trying to pair, uh, you know, if I'm using like Jalon Wright or Trey Burke, maybe trying to pair them with uh, Jordan Clarkson or, or Mike Conley, I think that's going to kind of happen naturally with the builds anyway. Uh, just because I think those are the higher, the highest kind of projected point per value, point per dollar guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's Dallas. I'm, I'm, we can move on. I think we might get some news on Dallas before the game since it's starting in what an hour and a half uh, or so, two hours hour and a half i don't know time time is irrelevant to me um let's move on to toronto going against milwaukee interesting play 3.1k i understand the game theory behind it sell me on him
1: yeah so he's just a he's a high point per minute player he's a young player he's the kind of guy they want to develop so gasol's out so I think everyone's going to be thinking Serge Ibaka, and I, I think Ibaka is a fine play. But I think you will know, have seen this situation a few times during you know, prior to the restart, and you know sometimes it'd be like you know Ibaka, sometimes it'd be Rondé, Hollis Jefferson. But like Chris Broussard probably has the highest upside out of any of them, and he's a guy that can you know he can go in get some rebounds, get a ton of block shots, you know long arms can get steals, and then he can also go after the three point line. That's a little bit. That's a place where Milwaukee is a little bit vulnerable. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think you've got to be looking towards the younger players in all the situations here because those are the guys that the teams want to develop. They, they're the guys the team wants to see on the court at the end of the season. So, yeah, I think he's a
2: very high upside, low ownership play. Yeah, have we gotten Gasol news, or is it just kind of assumed? <sighs> good question uh,
1: so yeah i mean i think the neither team has anything to play for um so yeah they're listed out monday um i think that was four months ago oh really <laughs> okay
2: yeah yeah okay. No, it's yeah i think that it's kind of confusing because most of this news is from march here so i think gasol might actually be in
1: okay so if he's in uh, then that changes things, but I I don't know. I think this is where you start to get into the starting lineups. So I'm going to be shocked if Toronto isn't resting multiple veterans. Maybe not shocked, but I'd be very surprised if Toronto is not resting guys.
2: Yeah, and we're we're that that's a big thing with this. We have two games that are on before we'll probably get any news. Like you're kind of just making guesses. Like we don't know if someone's going to be sitting for Milwaukee. We're not going to know if someone is going to be sitting for Toronto. We don't know how many guys are going to play that much. Like nothing really matters in this game at all. They don't want to get anyone injured. Know that Toronto is probably going to end up playing most of the guys a significant amount of minutes once the playoffs end up starting. I'm trying to figure out who I want to play on Toronto. And I'm fairly certain that the answer is no one. Yeah. I, mean, I, want, I, think, I have zero interest in anyone. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think it's it
1: might be a good game to just wait and see if value opens up. And if you get that value in time to maybe swap off of some of the Dallas talk, I think that's an option. Um, I, I do think there's kind of a risky play where – you avoid some of the Dallas chalk and put in some bench players from teams that haven't announced their resting guys, uh, and just try to make the best of it. But I mean, that's kind of a very risky contrarian GPP play where you're basically presuming value is going to open up later in the day. that We just don't know about, uh, and, and, if it doesn't, then you'll be try to fill it the best you can, you know, where you can, w- whatever starters you can, you can put in there. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's
2: fair to just totally fade Toronto, at least at the start of the slate. Yeah, yeah. Guys, sorry if my Internet's having some issues. I don't know what's going on in Denver, but even my phone is having issues with Internet, not even on Wi-Fi. So, sorry about that. Uh, But let's move on over to the Milwaukee side. Again, like, as it stands right now, I have no interest in anyone. Like, news might come out, like – if Giannis isn't playing and they expect Middleton Bledsoe to get some minutes, or you can go Divincenzo, Chenzo, like George Hill might get some minutes. Brolo might not play like any number of things can happen. We're not going to get that news before walk and all that reality. And so being able to swap some stuff around as of right now, like anyone interest you on Milwaukee? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting Giannis in, in a lot of my builds and I might,
1: I might start the day with it at least and just see see what happens because uh, I do think uh, nothing's been announced so far in terms of them resting their starters. So, yeah, I'm kind of leaning the Milwaukee starters just more than the, a little bit more than the Toronto guys. Milwaukee's favorite in the game, I think, by seven. So, you're probably leaning more than Milwaukee veterans. And then if we get news, you just have to, to kind of swap out of it. I mean, I can see like a situation where you're you're starting the day with Giannis, uh, just kind of hoping for the best, and then <clears throat> you know if you get news that he's resting, then you're trying to swap down to LeBron uh, or on on DraftKings, maybe you're trying to swap down to, to Anthony Davis. Uh, and but there is a there is a point where if you, there's enough guys resting by the end of the day, you're just leaving a ton of salary on the table. But maybe, maybe that's what you have to do if if these ga- these veterans in the later games really do get. Uh, are sitting then yeah you might have to leave a bunch of salary on the table
2: yeah yeah honestly today is absolutely a day where you can leave salary on the table and it could end up working fantastically like this is just one of those slates at i would keep wanting to say this time of year but right before the playoffs where teams don't really have anything to play for it's just kind of the scenario that we're in and this is unique because of the bubble scenario but let's move on to indy miami who are you looking at over on the Heat side, like we obviously have Butler going to be uber chalky, seven point two a little bit too cheap. Are you eating it or are you just letting it go? Yeah, I'm going to have some some Jimmy
1: Butler. It's that revenge game, right? Like so, Butler and T.J. Warren almost killed each other
2: <laughs> earlier in the season. I mean, let's be honest, uh, Butler has a lot of problems with a lot of people in the NBA. That's true, <laughs> but I mean, this
1: one seems this one seemed different, right? This one seemed personal. I mean, they're all personal, but like uh, Butler and TJ Warren really seemed like they didn't like each other, and uh, yeah, I I think you're, I'm gonna have some some Jimmy Butler and some Bam Adebayo. Um, you know, uh, none is sitting, so I think Goran Dragic, assuming he's in the starting lineup, is, is a play as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it should be interesting. <laughs> this game should be interesting. I think TJ Warren. Uh, is maybe iffy to play. I think Butler is officially iffy to play as well, but but expected to play. I think TJ Warren's a little bit more questionable. It'll be interesting. It'll it'll be interesting to see if Warren you know, doesn't start. I mean, if he sits this game. I don't know. I'm a little bit surprised that Jimmy Butler is presumed to be in just because Miami seems to have a lot to risk. Like, what if they brawl again and and Jimmy Butler gets suspended? I don't know. Like, If I'm a Miami coach, I'm not sure if I'm leaving Butler on the court that long having said that I, I do think he's a good tournament but
2: yeah I mean I, I don't I don't know with 50 ownership but it's it, we don't have enough options so it I think he has to be in play in tournaments I think I have to use at least a little bit of him. I don't know if I'll be with the field or below it but probably going to be below the field on it what about anyone else on this team like Robinson could be in for a decent amount of minutes, and maybe he's chucking here. Going to come in at low ownership, not horribly expensive. Could be a decent pivot off of some of the uh, chalkier guys on the bot or of the first two games on the low end pricing, like Hero. With everyone playing, like I don't know if it's the greatest idea in the world. Like I don't know, Olenek, maybe guy that could potentially be in for some minutes as he always is, and if he's shooting, then he can just crank out the fantasy points on a point per minute basis. Any of these other guys on Miami that not going to come in at heavy ownership, a little bit more volatile on how many minutes they're going to play and how much fantasy points they are going to end up with. But again, we're getting very close to the playoffs. Like also we should probably go over like heat and Pacers really aren't playing for too much. I mean, the main thing has got to be like getting the fourth and fifth seed. The 76ers are one game behind and, I'm sure the Heat and the Pacers would much, much rather play each other than they would play the Celtics, the Raptors, the Bucks. So there is a little bit to the seeding in this game where I have to assume that they want to win, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, You just in terms of the other guys on Miami,
1: I'm a little bit worried that they're going to come in a little bit higher owned than than we would expect just because Butler's missed some time. So... Like the guys like Tyler Hero have have just gone absolutely berserk. Like Kelly and Linux gone absolutely berserk. Uh and I'm a little bit worried that maybe the field's caught up to them, but this isn't as good of a situation for them. Uh so I'm probably if, if I am going like trying to go contrarian on a Miami guys, probably either Dragic or uh or Duncan
2: Robinson. Um because, like Tyler Hero's been going so berserk. And I, I don't know if he can keep that up. Yeah, well, I didn't think TJ Warren could keep things up and then yeah. And it's, 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 it's the bubble. It's the bubble. Anything can happen. Let's move on to the indie side of thing. We got like, we, we, I just don't have a huge interest in playing many guys like Warren is sitting here just obviously destroying every single night, but who knows if he's going to end up playing like, I guess it's not the worst idea in the world to leave a decent amount of money on the board or have a two V two swap. Just in case we get information out on anything, because like swapping from Butler to Warren, getting less ownership, if you've got some ground to make up, I know he's more expensive, but you're probably going to end up leaving money on the board or even swapping down from like LeBron or Davis down to him and then doing a 2v2 swap. Like, who are the guys that you need to keep in mind over on this indie team based on any news that we could possibly end up getting prior to Locke?
1: So, I mean, I kind of like
2: Victor Oladipo
1: uh, because, you know, we're presuming Jimmy Butler to play. So, like, I'm kind of seeing them matching Oladipo up on Butler, uh, especially, and I think he becomes especially attractive if TJ Warren's sitting or even if he's starting, but the the coach is just kind of keeping him off the court a little bit longer because of the history. Uh, And Oladipo is still much cheaper than he should be. uh, and, And he's starting to see kind of normal minutes, right? He's been playing, you know, 32, 27, 31, 35, like those are good, good normal minutes for Oladipo. Um, And he's, we're starting to see the
2: production come up a little bit more. I think he's 5,800 on both sites. Like that's a good price. Yeah. Yeah. No, right there with you. And like, obviously how he was going kind of before uh, quarantine started, like getting him some minutes is probably not the worst idea in the world. Now that he seems to be back to full health here. What about any of the other guys here on this team? Miles Turner, any interest in him? I mean, center's an interesting position today. we got Aiton and Bob on shock. So swapping over to Turner, 6.3K kind of gives you a different lineup build. Could go for a big game. I know he hasn't been doing great pretty much um, this entire time. But, like, just going from an Aiton and Butler to a Turner-Warren build, going to get you a ton less ownership and they could potentially outscore him. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's an interesting contrarian play. Um, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's going to be tough to get away from Deandre. Eaton. I'm probably going to end up having way too much Deandre. Eaton and he's just going to have a total. Done. <laughs> um, just because that yeah, was how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, as soon as I'm like, no, I just can't get off this player. It's like, I'm cursing him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of like Maxi Kleber too its center on DraftKings. Um So then that's taking away.
2: Yes. You know, some of the uh, Miles Turner interest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyone else here? Holiday, Jake Crowder. Like, I'm just not seeing anyone else. I really want to end up playing here. Brogdon, any interest in him? Maybe some mild interest in Brogdon um, just
1: because he's, he's been doing well lately. His minutes have been, have been regular, right? I think he missed some, some time, but uh, since I think it was like a neck injury. But like since coming back from that, he's actually been playing regular minutes. Um, so yeah, I could probably Brogdon and Oladipo are the two guys I'm most interested in, just because I feel like they're a little bit underpriced because of the the injury situations coming into the bubble, and they're starting
2: to really see the minutes in production there. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. And that's why, guys, we're going through this a little bit quicker so that we can get to questions, because... There's probably going to be some, and I'm not going to be surprised if we get some news towards the end of the show, so I want to make sure we have time for that. So let's move on to the last game of the night, Denver-Lakers. By the way, guys, if you're in a a state where sports betting is legal and you have access to DraftKings, hop on there. They're doing a great promo every single – if you bet a dollar on this game, I think almost any different thing. And, like, depending on how many people place a bet for this game – then you get a free bet. I think it's at $45 right now. It can go all the way up to $100 free bet. So that's literally just free money for placing $1. If you haven't signed up for it yet, go through the RG links. But uh, get on there if you have sports betting legal in your state. Now's the perfect time. But we got Denver versus the Lakers here. Lakers, five-point favorite. I actually kind of like the Denver side of it. But we do, I think – are Davis and LeBron both probable or questionable? I can't remember. I think they're probable. That's uh, what—that's vaguely what I remember. They're probable. It's just—it's a little bit difficult because it
1: logically doesn't make a ton of sense, <laughs> right? Like, um, and so even if they do play, geez, man, like I'm just concerned they're not going to see full minutes. I mean, that's the—that's the story of the slate, right? Like, it's we're down to the last few games of the NBA season, so like no one is—is is totally safe. Um, but yeah, I think they're both, I think they're both probable. I would just stay, stay tuned, like stay, stay checking the updates on your phone, you know, turn your alerts on, make sure you are going to get a notification. if like LeBron and Anthony Davis are sitting in it and you've got them in your lineups.
2: Um, you know, if they get scratched a half hour before game time. (laughs) my, My best suggestion is have either LeBron or Davis in your utility spot or in your forward spot so that you can swap from one over to the other if need be. Like, I don't know if they'd set both of them, but yeah, one definitely could be sitting. So keep them in a spot where you're able to swap onto the other guy over on DK at least. And if you have Davis in your lineup, make sure that you have an extra $300 in salary or else you could be in a whole lot of trouble here. But like, assuming that they're going to play, do you have a preference one over the other? Like, are you going to be playing either really? Probably,
1: probably go for LeBron, at least, at least on Fanduel, I mean, it's, it's hard to fill that small forward spot. Um, so yeah, I mean, LeBron is probably the guy I'm more interested in. Um, particularly, particularly on Fanduel. I mean, you've got a small forward on Fanduel. You've got Giannis at 11,000 11, and LeBron at 9,600. Um, Oh, like that's a that's a really good price for LeBron. It's just the concern is he he's in the last game of the night, and what if you do get some news, or what if he's only playing you know three quarters max? Um, so yeah, probably a little bit more interested in LeBron. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's the more expensive one. But although I guess you know on DraftKings, maybe it makes sense to kind of go with LeBron, and that way it's pretty easy to swap down, you know, to Anthony Davis if if LeBron's out and Davis is playing. Yeah, also,
2: on top of that, like, if you can, the Indy Miami game, like, it's an hour before lock, so don't have one, don't have just LeBron or just Davis for the last two games. Like, have them and then at least one other probably cheap player, because you can always swap from LeBron or Davis and some other guy that's cheap for Butler and Warren or Bam and Butler or something like that. Like you can do something in that scenario and swap off to another pairing with that has some upside, but also isn't going to absolutely crush you in terms of leaving five grand on the board of salary. So there's a few different ways that you can end up doing it. Just be cognizant of who you have in the last two games, because you can always swap them around real easily. And also I think Giannis is an easy swap on to James or Davis. If you have him in the lineup, might not have news by then but uh, about the Lakers game, but you can always just swap over there and hope for the best. Um, what about anyone else here? Like the possibility of James or Davis sitting, like we have Kuzma sitting here, been playing decent the last two games, putting up a lot of shot. Guy has a little bit of upside considering his 5.2 gate price tag. Do you feel like taking a shot on him just in case, like one of these guys end up getting ruled out or off the possibility? Neither of them do. He can still come to the game and put up a few shots. Yeah, actually, that's a great point. I think Kuzma is a great, uh,
1: a great uh, tournament option that I hadn't really been considering. But yeah, I do think there's a good chance that the guy that most likely to benefit if uh, if the Lakers aren't going full throttle is probably Kyle Kuzma because he's probably a guy who just because of the situation with the free agent, you know, with free agency last summer, um, he's a guy that was probably expecting to step into a little bit of a bigger role and then didn't uh, because of Anthony Davis coming over. So, so, yeah, maybe he's a guy that if they're sitting Davis or LeBron, they're going to give him a little bit more usage. Uh, so, yeah, like – and he's is he's,
2: he's really well-priced. So, yeah, Kyle Kuzma is a guy I'll have some interest in. And what about anyone else? I know there's a lot of cheap guys on this slate, so you probably don't want to look into any of these guys. But Cook, Caruso, Danny Green, Joel McGee, Waiters, Howard, like any of these guys tickle your pickle or are you just done with them? Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, like, Deion Waiters was a guy I had some interest
1: in coming into the bubble, but he's, you know, like, he's now no longer minimum priced. And with a a slate where there is going to be so much value, it's tough, tough to get interested in him. Um, It's probably, probably Anthony Davis, LeBron, or, or Kuzma for me, or, you know, if I end up with any of the other guys, it's probably going to be an emergency situation where there were some guys sitting I wasn't expecting.
2: Yeah, well, let's move on to the other side with Denver here. Don't really have a whole lot of news with Denver. Like, Barnes obviously not playing. But they really don't have a ton to play for. They're currently sitting at third in the standings. Like, there's not a huge difference between third, second, fourth. Like, people don't want to play the Rockets. People looking like they don't really want to play the Thunder. You don't want to play the Mavericks in the first round. Honestly, don't know if you want to play the – Blazers. if They get into the first round. They're looking pretty good. So seating's not really a thing, especially considering they can't drop down to the fifth seed, but home field advantage doesn't even matter because it's in the bubble. Like, don't have a ton to play for. Murray came in the other night, like, first game back in a little bit and he played 39 minutes versus right. Utah. Had a day of rest, like, put the ball up 25 times, just Weird bubble stuff like Porter. They're probably trying to get him some more minutes. So he's ready come playoff time, played 45 the other night though. So they don't want him to be exhausted. He's averaging close to 40 in the last four games. Actually, he's averaging almost exactly 40 over the last four games, putting up monster numbers price at 7.7 K may seem like a ton, but when he's coming in at 4.8% ownership compared to Butler, who's at like 50 or Booker, who's going to be at 50, like, can we play Porter instead of Butler or Booker and just hope that they're going to continue to play him all these minutes and let him just roll out the production that he has been recently? Like, are you are you in with that line of thinking? Yeah, I am. I mean, it's weird to
1: be talking about Michael Porter Jr. at this kind of insanely elevated price tag and being, like, oh, you know, I, he's, he's in consideration. But, I mean, he's been going – Absolutely crazy, and I mean, he fits that mold of a young player that the team wants to see more from. Uh, you know, he's he's probably not going to be playing this these, these huge minutes in the playoffs, um, but he's probably going to be playing significant minutes, right? You know, considering it's the playoffs. So yeah, I mean, I think he's a guy that even at like you know eight thousand seven thousand seven hundred, uh, you know, there's some some presumably safe production there. So yeah, I mean, he's a guy I'll have some interest in. He's probably uh, probably the guy I'm most interested in. On Denver even at his elevated price tag and yeah like you said Jamal Murray is maybe another guy who I have some interest in you know it's kind of a tournament option just because he kind of so unexpected unexpectedly came in and had a huge huge game in his first game in Orlando um and they they didn't seem to be limiting his minutes at all so um so maybe he's someone I'm interested in just because he can have a big game uh with low ownership
2: yeah yeah um Trying to think, anyone else here, like, any interest in Joker? Like, center Center has two super chalk spots. Joker's still going to draw a bit of ownership here, but I like, don't know how much they have to play for. Don't know exactly what he's going to do, but he did play 40 minutes the other night versus Utah. Like, any interest in him as a potential pivot? Like, I guess one thing you can end up doing if is if you have Davis in your lineup, maybe don't have Joker in there, and it's a hundred dollars difference, so you can swap down to him. If you don't have uh, Davis in the forward spot, and you want, and you don't have the three hundred dollars to get up to LeBron, like not the worst idea in the world. Any interest in Joker?
1: Yeah, and probably more on DraftKings because the positional swaps are a little bit easier there. Like as you as you just kind of illustrated, but like on, on FanDuel, I'm not entirely sure what you do at center if uh, you know if you're going with Jokic and it, he ends up sitting, or you know, or it comes out he's going to be playing just limited minutes or something. Um, you're kind of in a much tougher situation on
2: Fanduel, with him only being center eligible, than on DraftKings. Yeah. What about last guy, Jeremy Grant? And then we'll get to questions. Just because dude's got a great last name, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I do think he's in consideration because he's been
1: doing really well, and um, you know Millsaps not not playing, um, or I guess yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I guess if Millsap's out, then I'm interested in Jeremy Grant. Otherwise, probably not. Do we know if Millsap's playing?
2: I, I mean, as of right now, it looks like he's playing. But okay, yeah. So Do we if, know if anyone's playing, right? <laughs> so yeah, so that, that limits my interest in Jeremy Grant. All right. Well, let's pop on over to some questions here. Um, let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to find exactly where the question started. Best plays from OKC tonight. Um, I think it's very, very clear on my end that it is Basley, Mascala, and Chris Paul. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I'm going a little different because I, th- I think I like Diallo
1: and Thor. I mean, I-, I definitely like Basley. Uh, Chris Paul is just a question of is he really going to be playing the entire game? Um, I mean, otherwise, you know, if-, if Chris Paul is playing the entire game, you know, if he's starting and playing his regular minutes, and I think he's a great play uh, if we get any word from the coach beforehand, the press conference or
2: whatever that he's, he's going to be limited. Then, you know, probably have to pivot off of. Yeah. DK cash playing Basley uh, at center pair him with Muscala or Boban. I think Muscala is probably safer for cash. Actually, he's definitely safer for cash. You kind of on the same page. Yeah, I think so.
1: You know, again, I don't think we have the starting lineup yet. So we, we kind of have to see who's in there. Um, I mean, I, I like Aiden. Like, I'm, I'm not going to put myself in a in a situation where I can't get Aiden onto the team. You know, like using up a center and utility spot on centers.
2: Yeah, uh, Diallo or Oladipo, six K, so it can easily afford both. If you can afford Diallo or Oladipo, then you go with him instead.
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I don't know that Diallo's such a huge usage usage guy where he's going to
2: come in and put up Oladipo numbers. Yeah, someone's asking who all playing for something. It's pretty much absolutely Phoenix is playing for something. You can make the argument that Indy and Miami are playing for something. Um, But that's, that's really, like, no one else is really playing for too much. Everyone else is kind of locked in. Like, do we think the Jazz are trying to get into that fifth spot? Like, would they rather go against Houston than the Nuggets? I don't know. Like... I'd, I'd, the only ones that I feel like actually have some seating that they want to do something about would be the Heat and the Pacers. So they're probably playing for that because without Simmons, like they're fine with playing Philadelphia or Indy in the first round, much rather than uh, going up against the Celtics, Raptors, or Bucks, who are clearly the three best teams in the East. You kind of on that page? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think it's Phoenix really stands out as as they're fighting for a playoff
1: spot, right? So they're they're looking to continue their season. So that's the team by far that is going to be playing their starters, regular minutes, and really just trying to win the game. Uh, and then I mean, I'm, I'm always just trying to think of what players are, are playing to kind of establish themselves in the NBA. So they, like a lot of the guys on on the Thunder, then like a lot of guys on Oklahoma City, um, and then you know we're just going to have to kind of see as the day goes on with Toronto, Milwaukee, the Lakers, you know some of these teams that they really have nothing to play for. You know, if they're putting their younger players in, like those are guys, I'm going to look strongly at pivoting too.
2: Yeah, uh, outlook on
1: Drogic today. I like him um, just because I think he's there's a good chance he's going to be starting because uh, Kendrick Nunn's out. So, yeah, I,
2: I kind of going into the day, I like Drogic. Um, could Mike Conley go off today, or is Clarkson a better play? I, I'm personally more on Clarkson. Yeah, I'm kind of more on Clarkson as well. Um, like these bench guys,
1: like these kind of young, younger bench players that uh, come in, in last week of the season and are starting to get starts. Always have my
2: interest. Yeah, but uh, I think that pretty much does it for questions here. And it looks like we are out of time, guys. We got Meansy and Roth coming up on crunch time, guys. Get signed up for SharpSide forgot that we didn't say our sharp side pick do you have one today or are you not doing one today
1: um yeah you know I was thinking I think about Milwaukee minus seven but it's it's a tough day right because it's gonna stuff's gonna evolve um I, I get the feeling that Toronto not going to be going full throttle
2: so um I say yeah probably Milwaukee minus seven Yeah, I'm on Denver plus five and a half. Guys, get signed up for Strapside. You just swipe left, you swipe right, you lock in bets, you get five in a row, you start making money for every single pick that you make. It's literally free. Just got to spend a few seconds picking your favorite team or favorite money line or favorite spread, anything. But go ahead and get signed up for it. It's free money, literally free. Just takes very little time to do anything. But it's been fun, guys. Good luck on this ridiculous NBA slate. He's Squirrel Patrol. I'm Dirt Ferguson. Hey, kids!